Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob Show, number 44. Good morning. Good morning. We talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. And you. And you. And who else? And you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just check it. I thought I knew there was another one in there. Yeah, there's three. Hey, Ed Bradley, I would like to say uh, good morning to you. Well, good morning, Bob Thomas. Well, the band has begun to play, and the stars are shining bright. Yes. And the milkman is on his way, buddy. Good morning. Good morning. Sunbeams shining through. Yeah, they'll find their way, won't they? Hey, this is the Ed and Bob Show. How about that? We, we've survived another one. What did you say this was? 44? 44. Some reason Dolly Parton kept coming into my mind when you yeah. said that. I don't know what that's about. So, nonetheless, this is the Ed and Bob Show. Well, it wasn't her birthday. It wasn't the annual She's not 44? No, no, uh, no. Actually, she's 72. Is she really? She's the same age I am. God bless her. Yeah, she's got she about 18-inch waist. I know that. I know that. It's scary. All right. With this, the Ed and Bob Show, Ed's going to now... Just paint a picture of what's going to happen in the next 30 minutes. All right. We're glad you're with us. Thank you for joining us. We'll go right through this, and you can stop it and restart it anytime you want to if something happens. However, we'd love for you to listen to the entire show. Mm-hmm. We're going to come up with our questions of the day, plus we're going to talk about our topic. Uh, our topic today is how safe is nuclear power? Mm. Is it safe? These things are going to be coming up everywhere pretty soon. Yeah. And also, we've got, uh, of course, we've got our complaints. We've got our mailbox. We've got our regular things. And we appreciate you tuning in. We certainly do. And, Ed, let's get into the news. All right. Here's things some... that are going on. Well, may God rest their soul. You Who? Know, Trump said that. Oh, he said that. Yeah, okay. he predicts he'll face either Biden or Bernie. Oh, I don't think it'll be either one. You don't? No. Well, he says he predicted Tuesday night. Well, a Tuesday well how old are those guys? 95? <laughs> the last Come two on. Democrats left standing at the end of the <laughs> primary campaign will be former Vice President Joe Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders. Will Biden be smelling Bernie's hair? <laughs> <laughs> and he also suggested that either one of them is going to be a goner. Oh, my God. Oh, Does he really say that? Yes, he really did. He think that's his prediction. Yes, he. Did. Well, I mean, he knows more than you and I know, that's obviously right. about it. But you know what he calls Bernie Sanders? I don't know. I'm crazy. Afraid. I'm from well, okay. crazy Bernie Sanders. And what about the what's the what's the lady that was uh, for a long time? She said she was part uh, Native American. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, up in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. What, I mean, so you, he didn't think she'll make it, huh? No. Well, no. Do, so do you just think this AOC girl? No. Would decide oh. say I'm going to run for president no. now because I know everything. She will, but it won't be this time. Oh, that'd be yeah. a scary thought. Okay. So what else you got? All in the right. news? Amazon receives thousands of fake customer reviews. You ever do a customer review on Amazon or I'm, any website? No, they keep sending me the emails saying, "Please review stars. us." I don't do it. No, I, don't I, I just don't. I don't I'm either. sorry. I'm not. A, I'm not yeah. good. There's a, and here's what here's what really struck me on this. I, okay. I, I know. And close to 87% of all reviews are unverified. Really? So they could be by, from the yeah. very people well, that a, make the cool a stuff. matter of fact, I have that for you. Really? There's one brand, one brand called Celebrat. It had 439 reviews, all five-star, all unverified, <laughs> and all arrived on the same day. I wonder who sent those. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that? Well, and that's the downside to this online buying 
is all these what? fake reviews. Yeah. If they um, don't figure out how to get past those, then they're worthless. I do not. Yeah. Do you go by when you do you buy stuff online? Yes. Do you go by reviews? I do look at them, and I have gone by them, and I'm not going to do it anymore. I don't go by them. I well, mean, I, I look at the thing and I see, here's what I look at. I look at um, how many uh, they've sold kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if it's widely known, because I don't trust reviews. Yeah. Well, I, I can see why. Well, posting a review is a pain in the butt. Yeah. And not only that, but you, you got to realize that an upstart companies, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to load the ballot box. Well, or you're a higher, I think there are companies that will do <laughs> reviews for you. Yeah. So it's not coming from you, but it's it's a company you pay, are paying to review you, and that's that's illegal. It's a load of hooey. It is, as my dad would say. Well, you know how how many years we've been talking about drugs and oh people gosh. being stuck on them. Federal prosecutors recently charged sixty physicians and pharmacists with illegally handing out opiates to prescriptions. It's the biggest crackdown of its kind in the U.S. history. Most of the defendants face charges of unlawful distribution of controlled substances, mm-hmm. and most of it happened. There were 32 million pills in these prescriptions. <laughs> 32 million pills. These 60 physicians and pharmacists gave out, they had 350,000 prescriptions, more than 32 million pills mm. in Alabama, Kentucky, Ohio, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and West Virginia. Mm. That's where it was. It's amazing to me. You know, I'm on the Metro Drug Coalition board. Mm-hmm. Wait a mean, you know, just a few weeks ago, <clears throat> the uh, there, there's a drug. No, the uh, I mean the thing where you're overdosing. Oh, Nax- maximum or whatever. Naxalon yeah, or whatever. Anyway, it is increasing. It's it's like doubling. Um, it's, it's the amount of people that are having to be revived and brought out of an overdose is unbelievable in Knox County and yeah. just Knox County. You know, how many people we lose every year in Knox County from overdosing. How many? 350. Wow. 350 people mm. die mm. in Knox County from overdoses every year. And it's increasing it at an alarming rate. And 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 here's the thing is that uh, what'd you say thirty how many million pills thirty two million pills that's insane <clears throat> uh, well that's uh, off the market now if if the, this is true it'll be they won't be on the market well the federal government needs to go to where these pills are being made mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and if if they're making more pills than there are people. And they need to say, okay, back it off. Slow down. That's not necessary. And this fentanyl is nuts. That oh, stuff yeah. will kill you. Yeah, absolutely. You walk near it. I mean, yeah. God. One of the rest was a doctor in Kentucky who was accused of signing off on prescriptions via Facebook. Mm. It didn't even see the patients. That's crazy. Uh, narcotics, you cannot prescribe them unless no. you see them. Thousands of people would have received illicit prescriptions. It's enough pills for every man, woman, and child to get one dose across five states. Unbelievable. Well, what are so we in? Are we God, in the news? What are we in right now? The news? Yeah. I don't know what we're in. <laughs> I got so fired up over that. Wow. All right. It, yeah, just, it just makes me ill. All right. You yeah, got yeah. a question of the day, Ed. What is it? I did. Who's Tennessee's richest billionaires? 
Let me think. Um, think hard. Is it Frisk? Uh, fr- Frist? Yeah, private the, hospital giants, Thomas Frist Jr. and family, founders of HCA. Him and his brother, maybe? Or? They led the way with $7.9 billion. That's nuts. And they own HCA, right? Yeah, it's hospital it's, corporation. Is it him and his brother or, yes. or just one of them? Yeah. Both of them? And number two is a tie, Barge and Book billionaires, Martha Ingram. You ever heard of her? No. Her family ranked 156 nationally, net worth of $3.7 billion. What do they do? Well, she took over Ingram Industries when her husband Bronson died in 1995 and led hmm. the company until 28. Anyway, they, uh, they're, they're, they have a lot to do with Barnes & Noble, Amazon, host of uh, publishers. Okay. That's what it is. All right. And they operate, wow. they operate 5,000 barges and 140 tugboats across America. <laughs> Well, that's moving. That's moving. Moving merchandise. Stuff. Well, but you know, you back up to where your number ones were. There's your problem with health care. Yeah. You got the people leading these health care things making billions exactly. of dollars. Exactly. All right, go ahead. You got, all right, you got all right. more well, than that? Well, yeah, number two, uh, a tie. FedEx founder Fred Smith out of Memphis. Right, and, right. Okay. Yeah. Cleveland you. Browns owner, powerful University of Tennessee booster, pilot flying J. Jimmy Haslam. Yeah. He's number four. Is he really? Yeah. Okay. Governor Bill Haslam, number five. <laughs> it's just Haslam money. Yeah. What about the dad? Did he give yeah. it all no, to them? he didn't even get in there. Okay. Franklin's former tobacco man, horse breeder, and and publisher Brad Kelly's net worth two point two billion. That's wow. number six. Chattanooga flooring magnate Jeff Loberbaum. Never heard of him. No, he's two point one billion. So and, he's in that carpet stuff. Probably. Yeah, I think you're right. John Yarbrough bet his first video casino game in his garage while he's in college. Now his net worth is one point seven nine billion. Oh, he sells video games to casinos, probably for those. Um, you know, exactly. one-armed bandits. He started that when wow. he was at Tennessee Tech. How about that? He leased his foosball table to a Cookville bar, agreeing to split the profits 50-50. And after he graduated, he expanded that model to other venues and used the money to start the video gaming technologies in 91. And already he has $1.79 billion. Wow. Now, why, why didn't we do that? Well. He didn't probably didn't. He, did he go to college at all? Or? Yeah, he was. Well, he he was at Tennessee Tech. But he was doing this stuff before he. You know, yeah, I'll bet. I'll, wow. bet he's a, I'll bet he sponsors the football. No, we got radio Ed because it's very uh, lucrative. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, is it my turn? I've got it's a question yours. for you. Okay, let's go. All right, Alan Shepard on May 9th. May 9th is coming up. May 9th, nineteen sixty-one. Alan Shepard became the first U.S. space traveler. And you know what my question is, because I really don't know the answer. All the money that the U.S. government puts into space travel, is it worth it? What's your gut uh, feeling on that? You know, I, I well, I remember back. I remember Sputnik. That's how old I am. Yeah, and, and, oh, I remember that. Yeah, and so you know, you don't want the Russians to beat us, and now you've got you've got. The people in India, they're sending up China. China put somebody on the moon or put a satellite on the moon. And it, I think it's, it's, I think we should. However, pretty soon now, we're going to have commercial flights into space. So, SpaceX is going to be doing that. Nobody's going to outer space. They will, but they're I'm, not. They will. Where, are they, where are they going to go? Even after you die, your brain's going to stay awake and it's going to remember this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Now, honestly, just you and I talking, nobody else is listening, okay? Okay, all right. Except, you know, our thousands of uh, uh, podcast listeners. Right. 
how important was it that we really landed on the moon? What did that do for us? It, well, it gave us prestige. Well, that's it, uh, listen, prestige. You can't spend that. I can't take that well, to the bank and well, put it in. Listen, they're spending money like over hand over fist on things that don't make any difference. But this was a great amount. What? Were well, you just beating your chest? Yeah. I don't buy that crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think it did. No, a... we need to do things that support America. Put American flag on all. <laughs> we'll put our flag out there on all these, all these stars. I'm, I'm gonna plant my flag on you. Yeah, I'm on. All right. Here's the top five reasons of why it's a waste of money. <laughs> Space exploration gives us no direct benefit. The Earth itself is not fully explored. Well, that's the truth. Yeah. Ocean. I mean, the the oceans completely unexplored. Commercial space industry is taking over. The new crisis on planet Earth we have. Um, then, then why we should do it is scientific knowledge has value beyond measurement. The cost isn't really that high. And it's in man's nature to explore and go get stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and many discoveries have been made of a result of space exploration. Like what? Yeah. And, and anyway, that's what they say. So... Well, it sounds like you think it's we need to spend more money on space exploration. I think we should go somewhere. I think I, we ought to send a, a spaceship out to Mars uh, and th- see if Buster Crab made it. I think it's a bunch and, of, you know, honestly, yeah, I think we just, waste money when we don't even know what's in the ocean. Well, you ever well, seen those videos of underneath the ocean where there's a they, they have it on like the bottom of the ocean and it comes up and it's like a an animal they've never seen in their life. Nobody well, knows what it is, and nobody's ever going to go down there and see it either. Well, we, you know, but well, do, it'd be a lot easier to do that than go up to the Mars. Well, it might, but it's. Uh, I mean, I think it's a waste. of time. No, I think we should go all out. You going to move to Mars? No, I won't move to Mars. You going to travel there for the weekend? They could take my ashes up there if they want. <laughs> we got to move along. <laughs> right, tell everybody what we're going to talk about today. We're going today. to talk about those nuclear reactors. Are they? How's the design? And are they trained personnel? What about a failed backup? Are they nuclear or nuclear? Nuclear. <laughs> Did I say nuclear? No, I'm thinking about George Bush. Oh, Remember yeah. when he had yeah. a game of hard time? All right, you've got a sponsor, Ed. Who is it? I do. Who is it? Gentry Griffey Funeral Home. Oh. Yeah. You know, they're out on Broadway, right up on top of the hill above the uh, the lake there. Mm-hmm. And they're great people. I'll tell you what, they've been around for a long time, since 1948. And right on top of the hill, Fountain City, you can, you can drive by, you can go over to the restaurant and look up the hill, and there it is. And they believe in attention to every detail and planning a service that the individual or family wants. And they can customize plans to meet every unique need. From a traditional service to an all-out-of-the-box celebration of life, Gentry Griffey put the families first with customized services that celebrate those personal quantities of their loved one. So, you know, some funeral homes, you go in and you pick out A, B, C, D, E, or E. But at Gentry Griffey, they say, what do you want? How can we help you? What can we do special for you? And if you've ever had to plan a service or funeral unexpectedly, you know how difficult that can be during a stressful and emotional time, especially with brothers and sisters putting their input into it. Well, the professionals at Gentry Griffey will make this process as easy and streamlined as possible while making sure to note all the wishes and exceed every expectation. And of course, if the loved one pre-planned their funeral, then you'll have the peace of mind and remove those stressful decisions from your loved ones. So do all of that. Go to GentryDriffy.com 
Remember, they're in Knoxville, Knox County's only on-site crematory, assuring you that your loved one never leaves their care and allows them to keep cremation options affordable. The website, gentrygriffy.com, a lot of valuable information there, including some of those affordable packages. They're also just a phone call away at 865-689-4481. Thank you, Ed. Okay, in 19... 19- 86, April 26, 1986, Chernobyl nuclear power plant in the Ukraine had a meltdown. And we were just wondering about how safe are the 90 or so nuclear power plants are in the United States. You know, that one in uh, Fukushima, Fukushima, Fukushima. Or something, like, something like that in, in Japan had a lot of problems from that tsunami. And, and if you think about it here, if you live in the East Tennessee area and you're listening to this, there are four, count them, four nuclear power plants within a, a stone's throw. Uh, TVA has two at Saudi Daisy, the Sequoia 1 and 2. And then TVA has Watts Bar 1 and 2 in Spring City. And they provide 40% of all electricity in the state of Tennessee from nuclear power. Mm-hmm. So... I think uh, this Fushimi thing, everybody thought everything was very, very safe, even with Fushimi, because Japan, I think, really depends on nuclear power. For, oh, yeah, like, that's all they have. Yeah, yeah. it's very big with them, and, and they did not see the problem they had there. You know, in any nuclear power plant, Ed, um, it's keeping it cool. And underneath, they have the backup plan to keep the nuclear reactor cool that if the power goes out. But like in in Japan, they didn't plan on the power being out as long as it was from this terrible tsunami that hit. Yeah, um, 14-meter tall tsunami. I don't know what 14 mm-hmm. meters is. It's probably... It's about three three feet a meter or so. Okay, so, so a pretty, pretty big. Yeah, yeah. big wave. But they, were, they had lost electricity for quite some time, and that caused the problem there. And then, of course, Chernobyl was... A, you know, the Russians always do everything half-assed. Can I say that? Is that legal to say? Yeah, you already did. Okay, I already did. So anyway, uh, beep, I could put that on. So. <laughs> no, don't do it. But um, the thing is, I, I just, I don't know how safe we really are here in America. What's your gut feeling on this? I think we're safer than we think, uh, especially here in East Tennessee with Oak Ridge and everything. I mean, that's been going on in Oak Ridge. They've had a nuclear reactor out there for many years. Mm-hmm. A matter of fact, you, you can tour it if you want to. It's just a small one. But it, it's I think it's safe, um, as safe as you can be. But the thing that bothers me is, will they tell you if something happens? Now, yeah. if you go down around Chattanooga, you'll see these towers with these huge siren yeah. things on them. Right. And they're all around. They're about, about every two miles. Because Spring City and, and uh, where's it? Saudi Daisy are close. Yeah, to yeah each right other. there. Yeah. And and I've when I when I was flying, I would fly down there and fly over oh, them. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, You've yeah. actually flown near them or over them. Yeah, you, you can. can. You can do that? Yeah. You can fly over a nuclear reactor? What am I going to do to it? <laughs> There's not, it's not like a, a closed zone. What do you call those? No fly oh, zone? No, it might be, but <laughs> you did it anyway. Okay, go ahead. I think my little airplane it wouldn't do any harm anyway. But that's, I think that they're trying to do everything that they can, and they do drills, and they have people who are trained, I hope. And that's what bothers me. What really bothers me is it's TVA. TVA is the people responsible for the coal to ash in Kingston. That's, I, I mean, and if they didn't see yeah. that coming, 
how are you going to see an accident coming? And, and even recently, I saw where our buddy, uh, our friend Jamie Satterfield has a story about TVA knew of the problems there with the coal ash. Mm-hmm. So what do they know about nuclear reactors that they're not telling us? Right. Or if they had a problem, right. what would they tell us? Right. And we just should do a story on that. How much trust should you have in TVA? Well, you shouldn't have any. I don't think you should. From what have I've any. seen in the no. news from Jamie's articles, no. it scares the heck out of me. Yeah, I don't think we trust them at all. As a matter of fact, mm. they need to come forward and say and show us how safe it is, isn't not that, tell us. Isn't that a us. shame? Because TVA, when I was a kid, it was like some kind of th- throne over there. Yeah. Well, you know, and then the thing you remember, Three Mile Island. Yes. That was the one in Pennsylvania, I think, Three Mile Island. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they were talking about there, it was a different kind of thing, but. They said that uh, hydrogen can burn with an invisible flame like it did at Three Mile Island. They had a different containment system, but that scares the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it seems to me nuclear power, the average Joe doesn't know enough about it to understand it. And therefore, uh, people, if there was like a government agency, mm-hmm. whether it be TVA or whoever, can baffle you with the information because you were going, huh? Well, they, what? Right, they can. I, and, and you know, when, when these start, first started building these things, I thought, well, how does it produce electricity? Mm-hmm. So what it does, it just heats the water. Right, and, it's and very, very hot. Yeah. steam, and the steam does the turbine. There you go. You got it. But all these submarines have them. They're all, yeah. it's, it's, it's. Of course, they're in the middle of the ocean. They're not. <laughs> they're not around Knoxville or Los no, Angeles or true. wherever. So that's if they true. overheat, they're in the middle of the ocean and yeah, that's it will true. sink. I guess. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, do you think? Are you? So are you comfortable with nuclear energy being the only source for power? Yes. So you you'd be welcome to get rid of coal, yes. wind. Yes. Not, Solar. Not, not that I want to get coal. I don't want to get rid of coal. I mean, I'm a coal fan. I am too. And coal can be converted into natural Correct. gas. Of it course. can be converted it, it, a lot correct. of things. So, well, anyway, I just. So I think we're giving nuclear power plants in the United States about a 85% okay rating. Would that be fair? Well, there is a government agency that's checking it other than TVA. They have people and inspectors who come and look at it. Mm-hmm. And and then you have, thank God we have whistle. Are those government people too? Yeah. <laughs> thank God we have whistle. We have whistleblowers. You we know. do? Yeah, we have whistleblowers. Well, I want them to so, blow that whistle. I want to hear it. If there's something going on, take okay. a picture and send it to us. Okay. We'll get it taken care of. Well, I want to hear it. I just, I think that with four of these plants, nuclear power plants, within an, uh, an earshot of us, and there's 90 in the United States or 98, mm-hmm. something like that, that we need to be aware of it. And I think most people in Tennessee, if you ask them how many there were in the state of Tennessee, they would go, no, no. Uh, what? Well, there, have we no have idea. them? Yeah. And they're all right here in East Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Four mm-hmm. right here in East Tennessee. All right, we got to move along, Ed. I want you to tell everybody what we've got coming up. All right, coming up, we're going to get into the mailbox and some mm-hmm. things to talk about there, I'm sure. Complaints. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, gotta listen to Bob complain. Again. I will be glad I to know. complain. All right. 
So uh, we got some good things coming up. All right, right now I've got a sponsor for you at Knoxville Wholesale Furniture Clearance Center. This is the Clearance Center on Kingston Pike near Westtown. It's the largest clearance center in the state of Tennessee. 100,000 square feet of furniture. Uh, it's been completely remodeled and improved. It's really, really nice. You need to get by there and see them. Over 100 living room groups, 40 bedroom groups, 55 dining room groups, all at the lowest prices in town. You will save, though they can't tell you the name, the brand names, 50 to 80% from name brand manufacturers you trust at the Knoxville Wholesale Furniture Clearance Center. What they do is, they're two superstores. If something doesn't hasn't sold within 30 days there, you know what they do? Oh, that was it moving. That was it. Wasn't, it that goes, was it. Did you hear that going it goes to the, the superstore? It went to the clearance so. center. Clearance center, and it's you eighty percent off. So I mean, there you go, saving a lot of wow. money. Yeah, Knoxville Wholesale Furniture Clearance Center next to West Town Kingston Pike. Going by there and see all those fine folks. Ed Brantley, what's in the mailbox? All right, let me open one up here. All right, see what I can find. Oh, you're late on your bill. Oh, okay. I'll take care of that oh, later. Yeah, Here, hand me that. Okay, okay. Right. okay. Frank in Alcoa says, I see the National Guard refueling planes all the time. I guess you do because they do a lot of practice takeoff and landing. Seems like that's all they do. Yeah, go up and down. Is that all they do? No. How far do they go to refuel planes? I bet you know more about this than I do. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's the 134th Air Refueling Wing. And you've not been out there many times. Have yes. you been up in one of their refueling? Yes. I have, too. It's yeah. amazing to see. We I went up, and we went over to the coast uh, off North Carolina to refuel jets. Mm-hmm. Where did you go? Did you, did you just go locally? I just or? went around, just flew around the Smokies. Okay. Mm-hmm. We went out there and refueled jets. It's amazing to see them come up. And um, if you live in East Tennessee or around Knoxville, you just think, well, all they do is go in circles and keep landing and taking off and making noise and they do make a lot of noise but Mm -hmm. they really they have a great history they uh, uh, provide aerial refueling support for the air force the navy the marine corps uh, even uh, foreign nations uh, allied nations aircraft um, and they also uh, can do other stuff now these folks that are at the 134th over there though they go to other countries ed they were what was the desert storm desert shield and all those oh, things. oh yeah they fly, they uh, fuel planes all over the world uh mm-hmm. germany they've been to europe many times you know what the radio call sign is for them no i have no idea soda 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 s-o-d-a yeah soda why is that i want this is soda one <laughs> <laughs> I soda don't one coming in i'm coming in for a landing soda 343 okay you're coca-cola clear. to the right and uh, <laughs> you're clear the land so, well you won't get to hear it though because they have different frequencies the uh, frequency for the military planes is separate from the civilian planes so you don't get to hear them anyway but they do the refueling support for the air force navy marine corps and allied nation aircraft the kc-134 <clears throat> 135 and also, they can uh, transport casualties using patient support pallets. So when you see so, them going around in circles and circles, folks, they're practicing because yeah. they could be trans. They should. They could, on a moment's notice, have to go to Germany, mm-hmm. uh, Egypt, wherever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was over there one day, and the guy said, "Well, we're leaving tomorrow, and we're going to the Philippines to provide support there." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "You're leaving tomorrow?" He's, "Yeah, we're leaving tomorrow. We'll be there. We'll be there for a week or two, and then we'll come back." Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Wow, I didn't know you guys did that. Yeah, they. I mean, you know, 
They could be anywhere. Well, they could, and and they, they and a lot of that practicing they're doing over there in daylight is they're 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 flying blind. I mean, there's someone in the cockpit who's watching, right. but they're yeah. because you don't know what the weather's going to be where they're going. Sure, sure. So they have to they have to practice that a lot too. But the, you, I don't know if you remember this back in the early '60s, they had an airplane out there, an F-104A. Remember that? It's a supersonic aircraft. Isn't that like a fighter jet or something? Yes, and that's what it was. But, I mean, this thing, it's called the Starfighter, F-104A. And if, mm-hmm. you, if you could ever see one, I mean, this thing is so fast, it's unbelievable. Well, they still have a couple of fighter jets that sit out there. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And I, and I, I don't know the deal. I guess they're protecting the coast out of here. They can roll them out at any time. Right. So I'm assuming there's always a couple of pilots just sitting around over there. Well, back during the the, the Berlin <clears throat> crisis back in '61, they this interceptor group uh, was federalized by the U.S. government and uh, was deployed to uh, Ramstein up in Germany. Mm-hmm. But it's they they hold the all-time U.S. Air Force fighter jet flying record of 836 hours five minutes. Isn't that amazing? I mean, this is right here in East Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, and when they come back here, after doing all that stuff for the United States government, then they come back under state control, if I'm not mistaken. Right, they do. They become an Air, air National Guard. And I know you're a pilot and everything, so you know more about this stuff than me. But no, um, it's, um, it, it is very interesting to me what they've done. So They've been the, the war in Afghanistan, Operation Iraqi Freedom. And... Um, of course, they have air shows over there, too, sometimes, so you can get in the base. So, Frank, when you see them taking off and landing, that's just not all they do. So there's a lot more to it. What else you got, Ed? Well, it's I guess it's... Uh, got another... Yeah, I got another letter. You got another one? Yeah, right. Whoa! Okay. Yeah. They send that in by email? <laughs> <laughs> something like that. It's, that's what I thought. It's something like okay, that. Okay, what right. is it? All right, now this one is, who's this from? It's from Gladys. Oh, this is Gladys and Norris. I saw that, yeah. Is Norris Lake the cleanest lake in Tennessee? That's what everybody says. No. It's not? No. What? I, no, mm. no, no. Mm. Norris is It the, is clean. It is clean. It, it is, is very clean. clean. So what's it, the cleanest only, lake in, in Tennessee? Well, it is not really a lake. It's Dale Hollow Lake. They call it a lake. It's a teensy tiny place, and it's really a reservoir. And it's right on the Kentucky-Tennessee border. Dale Hollow, Hollow Reservoir. Mm. Wow. But, I mean, it is clear. You can really? see all the way to the bottom. Really? Really clear. And they've got a nice uh, bridge to walk over from one side to the other. It's very nice. Dale Hollow. Well, I've never been Dale there. Hollow. Maybe we need to make one of those fast trips. What become the quick, what is it, what do you call those things? Quick uh, trips for fun <laughs> or something like that. What do you call it? What is it? I forgot. You have, uh, yeah, I used to do that all the time. I'd go to everything in East Tennessee. Yeah, so. Dale Hollow Lake. It's now on my list. Is it? All Officially. Right. All right. Okay. All right, got to move along. Let's see. Where are we? That was the mailback. Bag. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. Uh-oh. I got the hiccups. That's crazy. All right, we're going to talk about what, Ed? Well, we're going to talk next about complaints. Okay, this is the Ed and Bob Show. There you go. And uh, next show, our very next show, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about 1865. The first U.S. train robbery took place in North Bend, Ohio. Did you do it? No. But oh, how, okay. How important are railroads <laughs> these days? Well, that's you know, I see trains all the time. So we'll find out more about that. What's your complaint today, Ed? My complaint is the Tennessee River. What? It, I live. It's the cleanest river. No, in, no, 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 it's no, not, no. Okay. I live 
uh, I live just inside Loudoun County on okay. the Tennessee River, right, right across the street from. Sure. And it is filthy. I mean, and I see, well, and my friends have these big, expensive boats. Mm-hmm. They'll spend a half million dollars on a boat and put it in that water. Mm-hmm. They, they swim in it. They, yeah, and they swim in it. They put it. their kids in it. Oh, boy, I'm having fun. Don't drink it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's terrible. When you get out of there, it's all over. The I, parasites are crawling up your ear exactly <laughs> i take my dog down to the dock and let right. her swim there and then right. you have to go home and wash her off mm. i mean it's terrible she gets ear infections and all kinds of things from that lake water and it smells well what's the i wonder what the biggest polluter is of the tennessee river is it people you think or is it like probably, all those barges yeah, or fuel yeah. and things like that or is it just I guess it's humans. Well, the Tennessee River, by the way, is not even in the top 20 of polluted rivers in America. Oh, that's scary. The Ohio River is the most polluted. Mississippi, really? Yeah. Mississippi's number two. New River, North Carolina, and Virginia is number three because of the Army. The Army? The Army. There's an ammunition plant there. Uh, Radford Army Ammunition Plant, and they're I polluting that river. Savannah wow. River in Georgia and South Carolina. So, you know, we're, we're pretty... That's another topic we need to talk about is rivers. Yeah. I don't even know what the largest river is in this country. Is it Mississippi River probably? Yeah, I think so. Because I think it goes mm-hmm. from way up north down to New Orleans. Let's All right. I, I, you got anything else you want no, to I'm going, I got I'm a complaint for you, Ed. It's, okay. it, it's going to be short. Uh, I'm sick and tired of people throwing cigarette butts on the ground. Well, Here's they, the thing. Where are they going to throw them? Well... Dispose of them properly is where they're going to throw them because for some reason, for some reason, I'll be behind somebody (laughs) and they assume we're not littering. We're only throwing cigarette butts out. So we're not littering. How is that not littering? Throwing a cigarette butt on the ground is littering. People think that a cigarette butt, well, it eventually, it goes into the land. What about these little stoppers on on cups that... Dispose of them properly. Oh, okay. Don't get me started. (laughs) No. Cigarette butts, though. People flick them out like, okay. Okay, my last draw. Well, they do it at red red lights. Pull up at a red light. Look at that. And and some of the people take their ashtray and then just dump them out at the Mm -hmm. stoplight. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Mm -hmm. quit doing that. Don't do it anymore. All right, Ed, how can people get in touch with us? Edandbob.com. Go to the comment section, fill it out, and let us know what you think. Also, mm-hmm. you can go to edandbob at yahoo.com, and Yahoo. we'll, re- we'll read it right here. No way. Yeah. You go to Twitter, Ed and Bob Knox, K-N-O-X, <laughs> at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas Knox, and Facebook.com slash Ed and Bob. That's a lot of slashing. We appreciate yeah, it. Hey, Ed, next, uh, next time when you and I get together, we're going to talk about how important is our trains, our trains to uh, the U.S. economy. We're going to talk about it. Ed, I enjoyed it. I hugged her and she hugged back. They do that from time to time. <laughs> they get older. Then they quit hugging back. They go, get your hands off of me, will you? I'm sick and tired of this. See you next time. Bye. I go to sleep and keep grinning. If this is just the beginning, my life is gonna be beautiful. I've sunshine enough to spread. It's just like the fella said. Tell me quick.